What's up, everybody? My name is Neo, and you are in the Loud Zone. This is the podcast for Loud House fans to come together to catch up on the latest news about the show and hear my thoughts on all the new episodes that come out. Last week, we got a pretty big event from the show in the form of an all-new arc of episodes focusing on the Loud family taking a cross-country road trip. I didn't watch the arc live because I wanted to process my thoughts on the individual episodes on my own time, but fans have been buzzing about this joint since it first premiered, so of course I had to make sure to record an episode of the podcast for it. So, let's first talk about Bizarratorium, the half-hour premiere episode of the arc. This one's kind of like Master of Delusion, which I talked about in the previous episode of The Loud Zone, in that I like what it did with Lincoln as a protagonist. It's like we kind of went back to what his stories were like in the earlier seasons, but with all the improvements and advancements the later seasons have given us. Lincoln wanting to go to the Bizarratorium roadside attraction and doing whatever he can to ensure the family has time to visit is the kind of thing I've been wanting to see more of from him. It's okay for him to get a couple big W's here and there, like in Save Royal Woods, but it's also important for the show to remember that he's still a kid and will still make the kinds of mistakes kids his age tend to make, even with all of his development over the years. And that's the kind of thing I liked about Master of Delusion and now Bizarratorium. That being said, the antics in this episode were a lot of fun to watch. Especially with Lincoln trying to rush his sisters out of the house and speed up their bathroom breaks and stuff like that. But I think my personal favorite part of the episode is how after Lincoln unwittingly got the family cursed with the mummy ring, Lucy came in clutch to help lift the curse. She led the way and guided everyone to the ingredients she needed for her spell. I also love how savage she is when Lincoln asks her if the spell bug actually calls for him to be wrapped up in toilet paper. It doesn't. That's just payback for cursing our family. But yeah, this episode is a pretty fun experience with the Loud family and Lincoln's role as a protagonist, kind of calling back to earlier seasons, like I said. The ending in particular is pretty cute, with Lincoln being able to convince Rita's boss to keep her on the job by telling her what really happened, which she ended up really liking as a potential story. Bizarratorium is an endearing showcase of Lincoln as a character, in terms of both his flaws and his strengths. Breaking Down the House is an episode I don't really have much to say about, but I will say that I like seeing the Loud siblings cover for each other as they snuck into the rooms the security guard wouldn't let them into, and then helping each other fix the problems they caused. It's another pretty decent Loud family episode. Not much else needs to be said. Mountain Hard Pass, though. I'd personally say I had a little more fun with this one. I don't know how to explain why, but it just felt more interesting to me compared to bringing down the house. I think my favorite part about it is Lucy really acting her heart out when she dropped the family's food into the river. Oops. All of our food has fallen into the river. Now, we will perish. I gotta say, the experience she gained from that role and she got in Vampires of Melancholia at the end of Fright Bite must have really paid off. Lisa leading the way towards the RV by following the sun and the shadows it casted was a pretty neat little W for her, too. Then we get to From Brad to Worse, which, uh, sure was an episode. I don't know, it just felt kind of boring to me because I feel like we've had this song and dance so many times already in this show. I've gotten kind of tired of character gets jealous of other character and maybe other other character gets involved episodes. Unless it really 
really makes sense and the writers can do something with the premise that really reels me in. Some friends of mine pointed this out, but From Bride to Worse basically feels like a knockoff of the Casa Grande's episode teed off, with a lot of plot beats pretty much feeling exactly the same. Ultimately, the episode was just super predictable. I don't usually criticize Lotto's episodes for being predictable, since that doesn't necessarily mean an episode is bad, and the episode definitely isn't bad, but compared to all the other episodes of the road trip arc, I felt like this one's predictability just made it feel kind of mid, because, like I said, we've seen this kind of story done way better in previous episodes. Not even just the kinds involving romance, either. Remember She's All Bat or Karate Chops, for example? So, yeah. I, I don't hate From Bride to Worse, but I just don't really like it. At all. It's probably the first time I've been vocally negative about an episode on this podcast. I did kind of like Brad himself, though. He's pretty cool. Dull Day Afternoon is the kind of episode where your feelings about it may vary, depending on how you felt about the ending. I've seen a couple people say they felt robbed when Mr. Coconut's dad, in quote, quotation marks, decided to formally give him back to Luann at the end, and that it should have just ended with Luann leaving Mr. Coconuts behind to show her growth as a character. I can generally agree with that reasoning, and I wouldn't have cared if Mr. Coconuts really was gone from the show for good. And honestly, I feel like if you're just going to plop him back into Luann's arms anyway, you might as well have some fun with the idea of Mr. Coconuts being puppet-napped. You could have made his puppet napper Vic, for example, and we would have had another really fun episode with him as the antagonist. Heck, you could have made it flip, and even that might have been better. However, I don't necessarily think the ending we got makes the rest of the episode bad in hindsight. I really liked the scenes with the Loud family chasing down the puppet napper, particularly the bit where Lisa whipped out RVZilla's rocket mode to speed up and cash to him. Another highlight for me is the moment when the family discovers that Mr. Coconuts was retrieved by his dad, and Luna says in a quiet tone that's quite unusual for her, I had a nightmare about this once. I think my favorite little detail in the episode, though, is when the waitress at the diner is moving through TV channels and Lisa spots security camera footage and starts waving to herself. Eureka! A security camera! It reminded me of how youthful she felt in the beginning scene of Waking History, where she ran up to the TV with a happy squeal and sparkle eyes. It's little things like that that make Dull Day Afternoon an overall enjoyable episode for me, even with the kind of lame execution of its ending, compared to From Brad to Worse, which just felt more boring and low-key repetitive than anything else. So yeah, I wouldn't have to say that I personally enjoyed Dull Day Afternoon, but Everyone's free to have their own opinions, so I ain't gonna judge. And now we arrive at the last two episodes of the arc, Screen Queen and Hide and Sneak. Screen Queen is my personal second favorite episode of the road trip, with a lot of great Lola moments to boot. I noticed a big parallel between this episode and the Casa Grande's episode, The Kid Plays in the Picture. Both episodes focus on their respective protagonists, Lola and Carl, getting roped into careers that they think are going to be really fun, but end up being mentally draining, and they can't just quit because they signed a contract. The ending where the rest of the family helps Lola get fired by causing a lot of trouble and making her come off as a major diva 
is another good example of classic Loudhouse antics. Lynn even mentions that getting kicked out of places is the Loud family's specialty. Hide and Sneak is a nice little crossover episode for what it's worth, with all the little nods and references making it a special experience in that regard. I think my favorite detail would be the fact that the Loud family stops at God is Green's, which is the same restaurant Carlota and Frida go to for a bit in the Casa Grande's episode Nick Signals, which is one of my favorite Casa Grande season 3 episodes. Not only does Lenny know that Carlota loves it, which reminds us of their friendship that we got to see in Fashion No Show, but Carlota also visits with Mia, her friend we were introduced to in Long Shot. I think it's really cool that the Loud House remembered Mia and decided to have her appear for a little bit in this episode, which makes me pretty excited to see which other cast of side characters could appear in future episodes of the show. Overall, I'd have to say I had a decent amount of fun with this new road trip arc. The biggest highlights for me are the character dialogue, the dynamics between all the Loud siblings, and some neat little touches with characters like Lucy and Lisa. I'll also say that Rita serves a great role as the driving force, no pun intended, who binds all the episodes together, and the fact that Lori got to be here for the full arc makes it even cooler, especially when you couple that with her recent appearances in Day of the Dead, Pranks for Nothing, and Force of Habits. I'm really glad the writers have found more ways to incorporate Lori into the show, even though she's still attending Fairway, since fans have been missing her throughout most of seasons 5 and 6. So yeah, all in all, the Road Trip Park is a pretty good showcase of all the things fans have enjoyed about the Loud House, and it definitely got a lot of people talking on social media. I'm glad I decided not to watch these episodes live, though, because, wow, there was a lot to unpack here. In a good way, of course. But yep, that pretty much wraps up this episode of the podcast. As of right now, we know that we'll be getting some more new episodes in September after a hiatus in August, so I'll be sure to get a podcast episode ready for those premieres. Until then, if y'all want to show some love and support for what I'm doing here, feel free to donate via PayPal. You can find a link on the Loud Zone Twitter account. Your donations will be greatly appreciated no matter how much you give, and they'll go towards purchasing better recording equipment for the podcast, and potentially even towards a cool background I could use whenever I start posting episodes on YouTube. And if you've got any fan questions you want to send in, just remember to tag me on Twitter at NeoNio99 or at LoudZonePodcast with the hashtag AskTheLoudZone, and I'll answer them in the next episode of the podcast. Until next time, I'm Neo, and this has been The Loud Zone.